What's up? It's beer. It's ball. It's Bill. It's Aaron. It's beer and ball three. How you doing, Bill? Good to see you, buddy. I'm doing great, Aaron. How you feeling, brother? You know, Finally I game feel week. great. It is game week. Oh. It is week one. We have arrived. We are here. I can't, I'm still a little bit like, I can't believe it. Like, it's still like, are they really going to play a game on Sunday? That matters? That counts? They're really going to play real football, and it's actually going to be, uh, unlike the college game where you have to get warmed up with a team that doesn't matter. No, right. No, right. no. Now no. we start up for no, real, sir. and it's those purple people eaters. It is indeed. With a brand new head coach, brand new mm-hmm. coaching staff. Uh, let's talk about that a little bit, because it is a great unknown. You know, as much as you want to look at, like, the the lineage, right, or where the coach is coming from. The Vikings got a guy off the Shanahan McVay tree, much like the Packers yep. did. Uh, a former quarterback, um, you know, offensive guy, obviously hasn't called plays, so it'll be interesting to see how that works and how kind of how he wants to attack the Packers, so to speak. Uh, week one, what do you think? Does that give the Vikings an advantage in the sense of like the unknown, or do you think, man, this is a rookie head coach going up against a squad that you know a program that's been put together now for the last three years going on fourth year for Lafleur in a program that has a lot of kind of cohesion for sure well I'll tell you this Nags I thought it was going to be a major disadvantage for the Packers for a while when Matt Lafleur was walking into his first year they walked in and won 13 games now there's a difference there at the guy that's at the helm true but man look at the weapons that they boast on that offense and I don't know. I wasn't there. And frankly, I don't want to be. I I didn't need to hear what was going on. But it sounded like Mike Zimmer and Kirk Cousins downright hated each other at the end. Right. So, like, there's got to be a boost that you get from just having a relationship that I think works at the head coach and quarterback, which are the two most important positions on the team. And Eric Stokes had a fantastic year last year. Yes, he did. Outside of when he traveled to Minnesota. This, this is correct. And and took on Justin Jefferson, who was a bit of a problem when they were in college in the SEC. So yep. this is a game where I thought Vegas has a very fascinating line of they do. the Packers laying two all year long. I mean, it is mm-hmm. pretty, and it hasn't moved. I, I, the one, nope. I, it's at, I, I believe, a point and a half to the pack. Okay. Which, yep. which. It's still that's been pretty solid now for mm-hmm. a few days, and uh, I'm with you. I keep, keep expecting it to move. Maybe it does. We're recording this on Tuesday night. Maybe it moves after the sure. injury, first injury report comes out. Right on Wednesday, we'll start to get some answers, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But yeah, the Packers, you know, traditionally the three point for the home team, etc. Packers being favorites in this in this game in a building where they have not won a whole lot since it opened up. Uh, yeah. the only non-COVID win they've had. I mean, obviously, they won their opener in 2020 with no mm-hmm. fans in the stands. But other than that, the only time they've gone in there and won in that building was Lafleur's first year, that game in December to wrap up the division. Big, you know, I, you know, obviously, both teams dealing with injuries towards the end of the year. The Vikings got decimated at linebacker as that game went on. Big that's time. Yep. Jones busts off that big touchdown run, et cetera. But that's legit the only game they've won there since the with fans in the stands since the place opened. That tells you what those fans do to you. And dude, it is the loudest stadium I've ever been in. Like I I was and I was there a a little bit of a mixed uh, a a 
curve on the grading scale when Anthony Barr knocks Aaron Rodgers out for what everybody thought was, was there the season too. there, right? Yep. I mean, yep. bro, that was the loudest I've heard a stadium ever in the NFL. Yep. And they have they got a lot of guys also on that defense, remember, that want uh, a piece or two of what's going on in Green Bay. Oh, so yeah. there's not like a Packer Viking game needed any more energy <laughs> or, right. or good bad blood to go with it. 100%. But this game just feels like one where man, it's they're they're also two teams. It's a different program in Minnesota, but it's not like Kirk Cousins hasn't beaten Aaron Rodgers before either. I mean, right. we talk about it playing in U.S. Bank, and everybody wants to dog Kirk. He's coming off arguably the best year of his career. Absolutely. And, and they've had some battles, especially offensively, the last couple of years. Uh, speaking of offensively, I, I found it interesting. I looked at the over-under for this game, 47 and a half. I'm going to take the under on that. I know life's too short to bet the under, but I'm going to take the under – with you know an offense that is busting out a new scheme, yep. yes, they have lots of weapons, no doubt about it. But a new scheme, suspect interior protection. I think you know Kenny has owned Garrett Bradbury his whole career. I don't mm-hmm. see that changing. Um, I do think it's going to be a question of needing to get the ball out of your hands quickly if you're Kirk Cousins. But then you look at the Packers and they're operating with a whole new kind of way of working on offense without Devonte Adams, lots of young receivers. I'm fascinated to see both offenses operate in that regard, but over under 47 and a half, where, where do you land on that one? Oh, I'm with you. I like the under. And I also wonder if that's the one that moves more than the actual Mm. game line. Good point. Due to where the tackles are, right? Because you mentioned it. uh, Kenny Clark has, has had his way with the interior of the, of the Vikings offensive line for a while. Right. And Daniil Hunter and Zadarius Smith can do the same on the outside if they're going up against Yash Nyman and potentially uh, somebody else over on the right oh side that you gosh. don't know about. If it's Newman, I mean, that's Newman's probably the answer if Jenkins terrifying. isn't going. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my that's gosh. terrifying, ain't it? That They might take turns, like, switching over to that side. <laughs> I mean, no, no, no. Let me have, each a, other let me have a go. Oh, man. I don't want to think about it. But you're right. I mean, that's another aspect of this whole you know what's going to happen with the injury report thing the way they've been pretty damn cagey about the tackles it gets me nervous obviously although Bakhtiari seems to be trending in the right direction I don't think it's a given about it too I thought I just don't think it's a given that he's out there you know what I mean I, right. I just no matter what he says no matter what Lafleur says no matter what the injury report says I'm not going to believe it until I see it you know what I mean like I'm not going to believe it until I see him take the field on Sunday well, that's, that's no knock on Dave. I'm just no. like, you know, it's, I got, I got to see it. Well, it's your veteran point. scribe life. That's yeah. why that's what taught you. This is not a just fair a point, not a just to read, uh, read the words, but read in between the lines. Hey, right. He has as good of a chance to be out there as anybody. That's true. That's he true. also, he also has as good of a chance as anybody to, uh, to miss the game because he was on the active roster. <sighs> eggs, if I'm not mistaken for, most of 2021 so well, for the second half of the year yeah second after half he came of the year the he was ready to go yeah, on there he was so, there and oh man don't remind would you me. have would you have believed us a, a world where it could have been elton jenkins sitting out david Bakhtiari playing week one it's crazy right but there's Not. a possibility that that is the case yeah no what, doubt. what which you know all right we're gonna i don't want to belabor it too much but yes the the tackle situation for the packers is so up in the air at this point. I've been talking about it seemingly for the last two weeks, but we really don't know. And I think we'll start to get some clarity now that, you know, injury reports will have to be filed. 
guys will be in or out of practice, et cetera. So we'll start to get some clarity there as the week goes on. But talking about the Packers offense, what do you see? And I know everybody seems to have this kind of assumption that the Packers offense will lean into the running game a little bit more because of the fact that Devontae is gone, because mm-hmm. their two most talented skill position players reside in the offensive backfield. Do you think that's going to be the case? Do you think they start running the football a little bit more? I'm wearing my run the fucking ball shirt. I love that shirt. This idea. I I'll absolutely love it. I'll send you one. Um, But yeah. like, do you think they lean into that a little bit more? Or is that way too obvious, way too simple, and they go about it a different way? Big gulp for that. Um, <laughs> I think they're going to have to, right? Like, at, at some in some way they're going to have to, but I don't anticipate this team all of a sudden handing the ball off, you know, 50% of the time. Oh yeah. As, as much as I would love to see closer to it. Yep. I mean, they're still looking at nags, uh, a split in favor of the, the passing attack. However, I think Aaron is smart enough to know and has made it known enough. It's clear that him and Matt, have come together on this plan. Yep. And that if the running game succeeds, he'll get a large amount of the credit for it. So <laughs> I think maybe for once in the generation, once in the life, he might be okay with handing the ball off a little bit more because he's also, like you said, he's not dumb. He knows that those are their two best skill position players no out here. And when your offensive line is still getting, I mean, they've played together, but. A not little a while, bit. a little, a little bit, bit right. and there's certain guys that have played together, but not the right. whole unit. Nope. Best way to get that under your belt is to run the football and fire off have the ball. To. Let them fire off the ball, especially in that environment. That's the other thing. Like I'm, I, like I get it, yeah. wanting to throw it around, spread it around, etc. But man, your tackles in that environment. We just talked about the lack of success in that building, and a large part of that is due to the fact that your tackles are having to look in. You're going on silent count. They have to watch the football. Man, let them fire off. Let them yeah. get, like, be, uh, you know, you know, you're not, it's going to be hard sledding early on. There's zero doubt about that. I don't care what happens. I don't care what they draw up. Rogers talks about this almost every year when they go into these kind of places where it's a loud dome. There's going to be an initial surge of energy, and especially this week because it's week one. Oh, you yeah. got to survive that. And a good way to do that is to run the fucking ball. You know what I mean? It, like, let them fire easy. off. Let them take control. Even if you're not ripping off five yards a run, hell, three yards a run, just let them fire off the ball rather than continuously retreat early on. And as funny as it is, like the oldest cliche in the book is those two and three yard runs now turn into eight and nine yard every games later. Every color commentator in the history of the game. Well, more than anything, Nags, it just breaks the fucking spirit more yep. than anything when yep. you just keep getting run on. And yep. third and two, that kind of run is the biggest boost that you can possibly have because somebody thinks, oh, all right, we got him. It's close enough, but, yep. but we can get off the field here, and then you break it back for a five-yarder. I mean, A.J. Dillon is is one that everybody wants to think is the most punishing, but I don't care who you're handing the ball off to. As long as you're moving behind David Bakhtiari, John Runyon, and Josh Myers, you're going to yep. have some success on the left side of the ball. Yes, and sir. wherever Big Sexy is over there, Elton Jenkins, you can <laughs> move and reach somebody out there and use some speed. So, hey, I'm always advocating to to give the the big boys a chance to eat. But yep. especially, like you said, first quarter, that's a 
that's a good point uh, that the domes. Funny how oh. everybody used to always say Favre was the problem when they went to domes. No, it's the fact that domes are a little bit different. They're different and they're tough. And they're really tough on the tackles. They always are. It's mm-hmm. it's it's just a nightmare scenario, especially when you you're trying to make. And we know Rogers wants to make adjustments at the line of scrimmage, and they practice. They do the silent count stuff in practice. I get all that, but you can't replicate it. You, no, can't, you can't make that environment happen in a practice situation. You just can't. And I can't overstate you talked about how loud it is in there it is the only place i have ever been out of all the stadiums i've ever gone to covering the team flying all around the country been to a ton it is the only time where the third down actually hurt like it just physically Mm -hmm. hurt not just my ears and like my whole head hurt because it was so loud and my favorite you can't play tackle like that come on no no, and, and especially when you're looking at Daniil Hunter as Darius Smith on the mm. other side. I mean, let alone when they had a uh, – thank God they didn't have to walk in there when Jared Allen was on the outside <laughs> because, sweet Lord, when 69 was on that the outside. horrible freaking calf lasso BS. Dude. I don't need all that. I don't need it, all that in my life. No, there's a reason why, man. It's a house of horrors uh, a little bit, <laughs> but two of the last three times, W's. So – all right. All right. Power positivity there, hopefully. Oh, there we go. There we go. I know. I am. Well, you see, I, I just want to keep it real. Like, it's a tough place to play. It's a yeah. tough place to play. Well, and Megs, uh, I've, uh, I haven't made many friends all week long pointing out the fact that I would have the Vikings favored. I mean, like we said about I the would line, too. I would have I would had too. the Vikings favored from the preseason. So yeah, I, I, I haven't made many too. friends having that point very often. <laughs> well, here's, here's what's interesting. You're talking about, like, you know, uh, what the Packers want to do on offense and maybe they do throw it around their yard, etc. Something that has not gotten a ton of play, which I found really fascinating uh, over there on pro football focus, which take it with a grain of salt. It is PFF and some mm-hmm. things are good. Some things are bad, whatever. I don't really count and look at their game grades too much because a lot of that stuff is done off broadcast initially. Then they do go back and look at the all 22 and they adjust their grades, whatever, but you still don't really know who's doing the grading. What is their criteria, etc. Right. However, when they do things like this, they did a kind of a deep dive into quarterbacks facing pressure, facing like pressure that gets to them, mm-hmm. you know, in three or four seconds with five or more guys. Right. So you're sending a blitz, essentially sure. a dog or a blitz or yep. something getting after the quarterback where there's guys up on you very quickly as a quarterback. And this was fascinating to me. Thirty two quarterbacks face pressure, at least 100 dropbacks in 2021. Rogers ranked. 30th out of those 32 quarterbacks Mm. he was just worse than baker mayfield who was terrible under pressure last year this doesn't get talked about a whole lot like he was not very good under pressure he was great with a clean pocket because he's aaron Rodgers. of course Mm -hmm. he's gonna be but man if you brought people he had real problems and that's with Devontae adams so I am fascinated to see if Ed Donatel, old Ed Donatel, old fourth and twenty-six, Ed Donatel, yes, the up. man. I'm the he's he's the man Pick in it. charge of the Vikings Have defense. To. Does he bring the heat? Does he bring the smoke? At least a little bit early to test old man Rogers because I think for those sure. are some pretty brutal numbers for a back-to-back MVP. Well, in Negs, I also think the other part is to test the, the offensive line. But the the thought the whole that you protection can unit, you know, have the to line the tight ends, the running mm-hmm. backs, one hundred percent, the running backs that we're talking about running out into the flat and catching balls the whole time. 
mm-hmm. I'm going to make sure that they're ready to to strap up and and hit too. So yep. I would be stunned if you don't see a, a decent amount of pressure, especially like you said early. But that's also because the Vikings secondary isn't exactly what it used to be. I mean, Harrison Smith had to babysit a lot of guys in the back end. Oh, yeah. And they might not have a whole lot of protection that if one of them blitzes doesn't get home, they're going to be in some trouble. But that's the other part of how you uh, combat the blitz here, Nags. How many deep shots do they try to take early? Because right. that will at least make them hesitant. Off. Right, right. Back off. Say, all right, we have to make sure that we respect nine speed, and that's where Christian Watson, I think, could be really, really big in here. At least the thought of yeah, a deep the shot idea or two. of. Well, here's the thing, though. I, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't even play. I yeah, like. I, I know be. everyone's really excited to like open up the Christmas present, so to speak, because we didn't see him play a single down in the preseason. But man, you listen to Lafleur on Monday, and we'll hear more from him starting tomorrow, obviously. Yep. But man, it—he's no sure thing, not at all to play. And if Watson doesn't play, where's your vertical threat? Who's the 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 guy who could potentially take the top off? Is it Watkins? One hundred year old Sammy Watkins is your deep threat. Man, Tyler I'm Davis. Sure, you're right. <laughs> Let's go. Break that cover too, baby. If you're talking down the seam, I'm, the I'm, seam baby. I'm with you, baby. That's an old. My buddy used to kill me with Jay Novacek back in the day on Madden. That the Jay Novacek down the seam, man. Oh, I'm down with that. With I mean, oh, that's where I think that's where I think Watson is going to be so lethal is when they line him up in the inside slot of trips and yep. gun him up the middle and test teams that way. Oh, man, but baby, to to think and that's where the depth chart today i thought was kind of eh, gave you a little bit of an <laughs> i don't want to say interesting because it's a look, initial look. depth chart billy billy i understand you mm. you you're with the squad now right you you got Have the 97.3 the game you're Both with the packers you're part of the flagship like you got the gear on <laughs> like you're you're part of the team i understand this but as a you know, outsider, as a member of Cheesehead TV, I yes. feel I feel compelled to remind people that the Packers PR team puts those depth charts together without any input from the coaching staff. So Amen. it is mostly a PR exercise more than anything else. For However, sure. Yes. It is it is certainly fodder and it's certainly something to look at and talk about, maybe glean a few things off of. I think the biggest one is if what Matt said about Alan Lazard oh, is accurate on maybe. Monday or didn't say about Alan Lazard, what does that make the play count, snap count, and target share for Romeo Dobbs? Fascinating is what it is, man. It could be Dobbs' time to shine right out the gate. If Lazard is unable to go, I mean, again, we'll find out more as the week goes on, but holy cow, dude. I mean, you talk about suboptimal. To have the one dude who Aaron Rodgers has been saying all offseason, Every chance he gets, he's our wide receiver one. He's yeah. the new wide receiver one. And now he's not available? Okay. And that's, instead it's a fourth round. Instead it's a fourth round pick who, <laughs> Negs, when he went into game one of the preseason, I was like, right. dude, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of fourth round picks that don't see seven targets in a preseason game ever. Right? Like right. into their right. third year. Right. Out of have it day. This guy had right. him in the first half. Yep. So. And if he they're walked, feeding in, him. They're he feeding walked him. in with Sammy Watkins and Randall Cobb as the only other two healthy receivers in that room, my man might have seven targets in his first NFL game. Like, I mean, 
talk about opportunity knocking. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to say that I completely overdrafted him in my fantasy league, but I absolutely 1000% overdrafted him in my key. Proud of you. Like I, I'm talking like probably five rounds earlier than I should have, but I didn't care. You know what they always say? If you want to make sure you get your guy, make sure you get your guy. And I got Romeo Dobbs in my keeper league for that very reason. I've got way too fire right away. I've got way too many. And and I was just joking last night that I, I took another flyer on Watson late and everyone said, Hey, you know, this is in the keeper league. You can't take him the 16th <laughs> round next year. It's like, well, listen, I got to wear fire. the ribbon every once in a you while. You got to do it. You got to do it. Wait, how many leagues? <laughs> how many leagues are you in? I'm in seven. You are so young. You are so mm-hmm. young. Only yeah. someone young without responsibilities can be in seven fucking leagues. Dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. My goodness. Oh, I used yeah. to be you. That used yep. to be me. Yep. And I, I gamble way too much all weekend long. <laughs> Man, my bank account, Megs, is about to have a tough oh, four yeah. months or, oh, or, or a really, great, really good four you don't five know. months. That's there what's so go. fun about it. That's why we're talking about over unders. That's could why be we're my second income. The lines. It could be. <laughs> could be a nice uh, additional boost of disposable income for you. We'll, we'll see what happens there. I love it. I love it. Man, you know, I can't. I have one fantasy league. That's it. I can't. It's just too much. So rooting against, it's too much rooting against the Packers. Because if you're in a bunch yep. of leagues, inevitably you're playing. You're undoubtedly got a dude on your team, hundred percent, who is playing against the Packers that week. I can't have that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it. it's tough, man. It, it's it's a tough, tough beast. And even in the one here tonight, I didn't like it. <laughs> but your boy waited till the tenth round. Oh yeah, had to take himself a quarterback. Yeah. Oh no. Oh no. Yeah, and the only one that was sitting there was number eight in purple. Oh God, dude, you're that's so funny because I had the exact same thing happen, except I couldn't take him. I couldn't do it. I could not do it. So I, Davis I, I ended up with Matt Ryan instead. Which okay, yeah. all right, I like that. I'll, idea. I'll take a flyer yeah. on Matt Ryan and Indy with right pulling the trigger. I'm down with that. I like former I can MVP. I like that style. Yeah, there you exactly. go. I can't. I can't have. I can't have it. This is the same league I've been in for 20 years plus. And when we founded it, when it be very the very first year we ever did it. We had rules where if you drafted a Vikings player, you had to take a shot. And if you drafted Kurt Warner, you had to take two shots. <laughs> and this is true. After the draft, our first ever fantasy football draft, I think it was the year 2000 here in New York City, <laughs> I had to crawl into a taxi on 8th Avenue. This is very true. God, that's awesome. I, I, I had to crawl in because I was so gone. And then afterwards, everyone was like, yeah, maybe next year, maybe the rules shouldn't be so uh, – brutal about drafting vikings players i was like yeah yeah maybe not maybe not good but times. we're gonna keep them yeah but because you know what maybe, so then hopefully never no one has me so what did you have yeah. end up with moss and yeah and i can't remember who else but i just remember we got all messed up and julie andrews was there this is a true story because this is what happens when you work in new york city it's you well because she was i worked for a theater and she was rehearsing in our theater space at one of the rehearsal rooms. And I saw her in the break room and I said, Miss Andrews, oh my gosh, I'm such a huge fan. Will you come take a picture with our fantasy football league? And she had no idea what I was talking about, but she was so lovely and said yes. And so she came. And I'm pretty sure we're the only fantasy football league ever in the history of fantasy football who has a picture with Julie Andrews at their draft. Yeah, I would I would definitely bet that you guys are the <laughs> only group that has gotten her at your draft with a picture. And I mean, 
you remember the story. I mean, like you're you're at this point, you oh, were not that far I gone. Was, you weren't no. forgetting that part of the story. No, sir. No, sir. Had I had to I had to get back on track, much like we do here talking about football. Amen. So well, fantasy football kind of counts, but Packers, we've talked about the offense. Let's talk about the defense for a little bit, especially going up against a guy who runs, you know, the the strain of the same system mm-hmm. that Matt LaFleur runs, obviously coming out of Shanahan McVay, that whole tree. I do find it interesting that he's an ex-quarterback, right? And that connection that you talked about in the sense of having a good relationship with your QB, putting him in a position to succeed, knowing as a former player, you know, what you liked and what you thought was important. And I love, there was a story I read where Mike Pettin uh, has a pretty, you know, close relationship with this guy because they were together in New York uh, with the Jets. Okay. And when Pettin was in Cleveland, he gave him his break in coaching. He called him his second year because they had drafted Johnny Manziel and Pettin had joked with O'Connell when he was with the Jets. He was like, I don't think you're crap as a quarterback, but you're going to make a great coach someday. And he backed himself up. And when he called him and gave him the quarter and offered him the quarterback coach job to tutor Manziel. That's crazy. And McDowell. It's like, that's the NFL. And that's why I tell people all the time. Mm -hmm. It's like, it is such a relationship driven league. And that story is a perfect example of that. But to me, it's like, I look at this and I look at a guy you're talking about Cousins and Zimmer, how much they hated each other, right? The toxic kind of environment that was in Minnesota. Now, new coach, probably a much better understanding of what a quarterback needs. Definitely a more modern offense. Mm-hmm. It it's looks, I mean, to me, if you're a, if you're a defensive coordinator, if you're you're Joe Barry, you're like, what is? what does cousins do well? What has he done well traditionally? Because whatever it is, whatever you break down on film and see, because to your point, he's been pretty damn successful at times. Like he has put up decent oh, yeah. numbers, like really oh, yeah. good numbers. And he's coming off a really productive year. Mm-hmm. Wherever his strengths are, that's what they're going to lean into. It's not like rocket science, but you got to think they're going to be doing it a hell of a lot more than they were doing it under Zimmer when they was like, let's pound the rock and, the passing game and blah 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 totally whatever that is barry and company got to be ready for it yeah they got to be ready to to see a lot a lot of what the packers are running i imagine even more and more of right deep crossers they're going to try to find ways to space out Thielen and jefferson kj osborne's a little bit different of a cat i mean he's a little bit more of a flyer he's an underrated guy though i underrated dude he's got underrated Yeah, and I think he's a better player than probably, the, you know, than he's given credit for because of the fact that he's in the shadow of those two other guys. Thousand percent. And hey, man, this is also a team that I guess with a running back, when they want to run the football, can like yes. uh, Dalvin Cook can run it as well as anybody. Scars that four touchdown day uh, still exist as well. So I just think that there's also nags and you know this man you've been around teams way too long and around this league for so long that when that relationship at that position is not right, right. it is it seeps through the entire building not even just the locker room yes. the entire building is off look at Rodgers and McCarthy at the end yes look at Rodgers and McCarthy at the end it's the, it's Perfect not the exact example. same thing but the culture changed the way LaFleur felt like a breath of fresh air 
could be very similar in Minnesota. Just the way people walk around the building, man. Like you're, you're always not walking on, on pins and needles. Yes, yes. 100%. You're, you're yep. always nervous. You don't know exactly what you have. You know you have a guy, but you know that you might not have the other guy, and he might not <laughs> think he's a guy. Right. And when when those two spots are not in line, uh, nobody can do their job feeling very comfortable. So I think Kirk is also better than anybody's given him credit for because Agreed. he gets tagged as the – the salary caps MVP, right? Players yep. union MVP because of hey, how man. much money he's made. He's made a bunch of money. God bless him. First God team all money him. team, right? Yeah. Right behind Sam Bradford. Word. But Sam Bradford. Wow. What a pull. Oh, great cash though. I mean, that mm-hmm. guy, you want to talk about his bank account nags? Oh, oh. hall of famer, hall, hall of famer, famer business of football. Team. No doubt. So for cousins has gotten overshadowed by that, but there's a reason why uh, people were going to give him 30 million guaranteed out of a franchise tag and yep. as much as we like to make fun of the Vikings for it they weren't the only team that was going to do it yep. so with these kind of weapons I'm just I'm a, as a he football can be productive. Fan, exactly. yes, as a football yep. fan I want to see how much they can throw the ball around and see right. what they can put up and I also want to be able to see the top three or the top cornerback duo I, or trio I think in the league try to yep. go and shut those guys down well here's my question to you and this is what I said um, uh, I think on our happy hour earlier this evening. Um, if I'm Joe Barry and Packers fans around the world should thank their lucky stars that I'm not, but if I'm Joe Barry, <laughs> how I approach this, and I know everyone wants to see Jair Alexander, mano a mano versus Justin Jefferson, right? That's mm-hmm. a prize fight. We want to see it. We want to hype it up, etc. And I get it and I'm down for it if that's the way he wants to go. But I, what I want to see, what I would do, is old school, what Belichick used to do when he had Revis. I would have Alexander take Thielen, like yep. follow him around the entire night, the entire afternoon, and put Stokes and or Douglas, probably Stokes as he's run outside opposite Jair for most of camp, put Stokes and roll coverage every single can play to Justin Jefferson. I mean, any time it is second yep. or third and more than five, I roll coverage his way and double him as much as humanly possible. You're never going to stop him. But I absolutely give him that attention and say, okay, you want a one-on-one? You're not getting it with Jefferson. You are always going to have to look for Thielen or somebody else. Yeah, and, and dare him to throw against Jair. I, that's Good a, luck. That's a great pull. And and leave it to Belichick to say, nah, second best receiver is where maybe the best corner of the generation is going to go. The whole on. generation should go, but it was effective. It was effective it was. as hell. And, and what they did was they about just... like eliminating one side of the defense. I'm like, yeah, you want, you intrinsically, like, you know, Jefferson's going to be the number one read in a mm-hmm. lot of these plays. We'll take it, like, just double him, blanket yeah. him. And, and it's a crazy play. idea. Just play 10 on 10. And and allow yourself to have the extra there and the ability to for Douglas to match up on wherever else you have to go and right. allow Savage to be the role guy over the top, be a little yeah. bit more center field to it. That just seems more natural. But that's also assuming they try to take a bunch of deep shots early right. with Jefferson and they're going to they're going to force him the rock. I mean, no doubt about oh, it. Come on. No doubt about it. They're going to do it early and often. And if Eric Stokes is out there on on the island with him, quote unquote island, because we're going to roll the coverage over and and let you see it later on. 
they're going to be feeling themselves too. And it's also another feather in the cap too to Eric Stokes of saying, we saw it. Everybody saw what happened last year. Yep. Go out and beat him. Go rectify it this time. Yep. So I'm with you on that one. Uh, I, I loved it. Now, if Stokes could beat up receivers like Brandon Browner used to, that would be oh, even better. That'd be, I would, I, I'd be Just down with that. I'd be down with that. Modern day Mel Blunt. <laughs> Although Browner is always in my doghouse forever and ever for that horrible fucking game, the last game, the hail, the fail Mary game, where he legit like basically assaults Greg Jennings twenty yards down the field, totally away from the play, like total thug move. Like yeah, he's, Warren Sapp, he's Chad Clifton esque. Yeah, yeah no esque. doubt about it. Yep, esque. I mean, just a horrible, horrible play. Like obviously, I don't want that, but. I like some physicality. And mm-hmm. to your point, a little redemption for Stokes would be nice. I'd be down for that. It would be, I'd be good. down for that narrative. No and doubt it would about shut it. up our boy Paul Allen. I mean, that guy coming on out here, he's going to cook him every leg, just oh. like he did in SEC, just like he did at Georgia. All right, Paulie, no, watch know, this one. Right. Well, here's the thing, too. It's like half of those completions last year were like in zone where he's caught in no man's land. Like they're mm-hmm. obviously targeting him, knowing he's going to have to make a choice. And once he makes that choice, because the pass rush was just a half second late. Rashawn Gary didn't play in that game. You know, they 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 could complete a pass wherever Stokes chose. Okay, I'm gonna call I'm gonna crash down on the cross on the low crosser. Well, here's the corner out above yep. you, and I'm gonna hit that. Like so, yes, kudos to the Vikings. They did their homework and they they attacked the spot they should, etc. But this idea that Stokes was like one-on-one with Justin Jefferson that whole game Mm-mm. is what Paul Allen tried to make it out to be is absolutely farcical no so, yeah but just, i don't just expect that categorically not true I, I and you mentioned it rashawn didn't play in that game right i mean 30 some minutes in and we haven't said like if if he gets two cousins early as well and yes, sir hopefully late as well too i mean let's <laughs> we keep focusing all day. on early but all day let's just get, all a, get after it all day all game i'm the down. minnesota offensive line is a nothing to write home about at any position. We mentioned Garrett Bradbury, See, you but say, you say that, and but I was just perusing some of the Vikings mm-hmm. media slash blogosphere, and man, they're very excited about their tackles. And I'm like, okay, interesting yeah. choice. All yeah, right. You, you enjoy your Christian Derisaw. Yeah, I mean, okay. Yeah. All right. I'm very I'm... curious to see how they hold up against Missers gary and smith i i I'm okay yeah that's why right. i think you and i are you and i are very much in line on the under because i think the packers defense plays uh enough into that as well yes and as long as devondre campbell and quay walker can keep the ball out of dalvin cook's hands too i'm yes. gonna be happy to watch as little amount of four and purple as possible on sunday oh he's a problem man he is a major problem you talk about a talent you talk about a guy who's given the Packers countless headaches. Crazy, dude. Will probably continue to give the Packers countless headaches. I mean, as much as I want to say, oh, yeah, shut him down, yeah, you're probably not going to shut him down. Like, you can down. limit you can limit mm-hmm. the damage he's going to do, but he's going to do damage. Like, there is zero doubt about that. That is a swarm to the football uh, haven right there is whenever you see Dalvin Cook on the field. Like, yes, there's, sir. As shifty and mobile and physical as he is, man, just one guy just can't bring him down. And you don't think about him in that category because you think of like Derrick Henry as those guys. Right. No, uh, right. it's a dude that can make you miss and run through you. Yep. Yep. And, and I hate him. It's a problem. I hate him. I mean, 
he basically <laughs> put the Vikings on his back in Lambeau two years ago. Especially that, that 2020 game half. was a nightmare. It was a total nightmare. It was the weirdest game ever, too. Like it was the quickest game I'd ever seen. Two possessions in the first half each, mm-hmm. and in the second half, the Packers could not stop the run to save their lives. Like that it was fifty a yard screen pass. I can actually oh, like still see like the, the drawing of and yeah. Why do you hate me like this? I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I love right. you. Come on. Man. All right, nothing but love. All right, so <laughs> let, brass tacks here. I mean, I don't need a score prediction. I don't need like mm-hmm. you know what's the prediction? Like we all want the Packers to win. We know why we're here, but. How do you see it playing out? What? Do you, well, how do you think the game plays out? I know it never plays out the way we think it will. It's week one. Week one is always crazy. There's always stuff you don't expect and or just absolutely bonkers outcomes. But we're sitting here right now, Tuesday night, we finally get a football game that matters on Sunday. How do you see it happening? How do you see it going down? What's your prediction? Well, Nags, I think the Vikings start a little bit quicker because they have the one thing that people love is the unscouted look, right? Nobody has seen anything of what the Vikings do offensively yet. That being said, I think it kind of plateaus in the second, third quarter, right? Slows down. That's where the running game, I think, on both sides kind of takes charge. Right. And as long as Alan Lazard or... Robert Tunyon are out onto the field on Sunday. I feel good about the Packers being able to throw the ball up the seam against the Vikings. Like I, I see ways I like it. that they can definitely run on them and they're going to have to run, yeah. but I think that they can attack the middle of the field pretty well against these guys, even with Harrison Smith in the back end dudes, an absolute stud. I mean, but there's, he's a, gr- he's a great player. He's but a there's a lot player. of holes uh, up the middle of those defenses, and maybe I'm not maybe I'm not noticing more and more because Zimmer's out and they're not going to play as much cover two. Right, Dontel's right. big cover four guy. You can still find yeah. holes. Probably not as much there. like that double A gap mugging. Not are the they same. coming? Are nope. they going? I've got to think a lot less of that with Zimmer out the building. So hopefully, I'm but down with it. I. Uh... I I took the the two points a couple uh, a couple of days ago. Okay. And I do think the Vikings win uh, in a lower scoring game. However, man, if the Packers do run the ball 30, 32 times in this game, that's Let's go. Let's them go. winning the football game and realizing that they have control of it. Go. 24-20, going to is going to be how they have to win games, I think, here early. You are speaking my language, and I very, very much agree. I'm fascinated to find out if Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers agree with us because I don't know, man, I've got too much, you know, banked reps, as they like to say, of watching a team in the Packers that should obviously go into an environment and against a team where they should run the fucking ball, button it up, fire off the ball, and they come out five, five wide and try and throw it around the yard. Now, hey, sometimes they're successful. I get it. But I think this is an environment in a team against which they should absolutely pound the rock. Yeah, no doubt about it. Which means they won't. Well, and just calm everything down in short. There's nothing wrong, Negs, with shortening this game. I totally agree. Rogers said it on, maybe it was the busting with the boys thing that he was on or with uh, uh, McAfee last week. One of the 5,000 podcasts he's been on other than Cheesehead TV. I was going to say, has he been on Cheesehead TV with you? Never once. Never once. Not once? No, no, sir. 
Never once. Although he did say, I asked, I asked the best questions, and I know you'll have a great question. Yet he never comes on our podcast. Are they gonna? Are are they still gonna find a way to get you your question in during the scrum? Oh hell no! Because that was always my favorite part of the end of the press conference was. One on what Zoom, you, we go to Aaron Nagler. Aaron Nagler, right? No, no, those are all done. Those are all four done. to five second pause, and then you just hear uh, you just unmute the mic. Mm-hmm. So, Aaron, no, that's all gone. That it's all sucks. it's all done. We're done. We're post pandemic now. It's all good. I'm sure Aaron's very happy. Just tag it on a messenger. Just send it to Wes <laughs> and make sure that he throws it on. Well, there. it's funny. I've done that. I've DM people in the room and said, <laughs> "Could you ask this?" <laughs> I have definitely done that. There, there is zero question. Good, see, because everybody work, everybody works together on, on it's, that. It's beat. all about teamwork. Teamwork makes yep. a dream work. It makes a dream it. work. It's the answers that everybody needs. Hey, <laughs> let's just let's just focus on this part of it. The answer that we need is: Is David Bakhtiari and is Elton Jen- or Elton Jenkins going to play? That's it. Because if we're they not do, know that's all Sunday. We're not. But if they do, I think the Packers win. If they don't, I think the Packers lose. Mm-hmm. I, I I hate to say it, you know, and I'm, I just yeah. I hate to say it, but it does come down to protecting the quarterback and being able to run the ball, you know, and the, those guys are key. And I don't not yak, knocking Yash and anything about anything he did last year because they won a lot of games with him at left tackle. But in this environment against this team, man, you need your guys. You need your studs. I couldn't agree I more. Couldn't agree more. And hey, our boy, Zach, Tom. Could he be the one that bounces out there to right tackle? Zach I mean, Tom Bombadil. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, enough out there, but they didn't do it though. They 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 split him with Newman throughout camp, but then Newman was like almost exclusively with the ones for that last time. Two always, stretch. yep. So I don't know. We'll see. Keep Jake Hansen off the field. That's all. I'm That'd be. Oh my God! Don't don't start. Don't start. <laughs> don't start. We're not. We don't want to put that. We don't want to put that out into the fucking universe, man. Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. All right. That's been beer and ball for a third week in a row. They haven't shut us down yet. It's amazing. Uh, Billy, I can't thank you enough. Make sure you check Bill Schmidt out on the post game show. Yes. What do, what do you guys call it? What's your Packers name? OT, baby? Packers OT mm-hmm. on the Green Bay Packers radio network. The Green Bay Packers radio network. It never gets old. How cool. I was just going to say, how cool is that? It's awesome, dude. I, so I'm, I, I'm telling you, man, I, I, one quick story. My I oh, used yeah? to go to games with a bunch of my uncles and cousins, and we would all drive back and forth from. And Milwaukee you would listen too. to the post game show. So I'm in the back of the car calling in. I think when I was like a nine year old. Yeah. And my were. my uncle stands up and goes, "That guy sounds like Billy." Yeah, because he's three three seats behind you, George. <laughs> so hey, man, to be able to do that and talk after the games. And say this is the Packers Radio Network. That's tingles, dude. Dude, that's awesome. I'm, so, uh, dude, I'm so happy for you. That's so dope. I appreciate it, man. So dope. And, and you'll, you'll know this as a guy that's been in those press boxes. To, oh, be, yeah. to have the G on in the press box, that's Come a on. little bit cooler thing too. That is amazing. That's amazing. And I love that you're, you're, you're stunting tonight. Like you're wearing it. I love it. I had, well, I had to throw it on because I saw your shirt and I was like. I just can't match that in my repertoire yet. Oh, okay. Relax. Relax. Like I said, I'm sending you one. Run the fucking ball. I love it. For Bill, I'm Aaron. We're beer and ball. We're talking both. We're drinking both. Let's do it, man. Uh, I'll talk to you next week. Later, dude.